0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining Carrie Aller and Friends Coffee Chat. Today I have with me my sweet friend Chiquita. Hey Chiquita. Hi. How are you? I am good. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for joining. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, Chiquita, you have such a sweetheart for the Lord, and I just love you and admire you in so many different ways. And I love your wisdom for leadership. And so we're gonna kind of talk about that today and Will you just kind of share your heart about leadership within the church and kind of the things that God's been putting on your heart to do for leaders? Sure.
1: I um, you know, I, I really do have a passion for leaders and especially in the church because we represent Christ. Yeah. And and because of that, it's my desire that, you know, we can get leaders to really function with a capacity of love and excellence, you know, like Christ had as well. When it comes to that, and so my my goal and my passion is to help cultivate leaders and to help, you know, bridge the gap and just, you know, clear up anything where there's confusions, where there's different things that come in and hinders the the body of Christ from being able to function at full capacity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I... You know, I think leaders within the church, they forget sometimes to take care of themselves and they're constantly doing for everybody else, but they forget to take that time to just kind of do the yeah. self-care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of
1: that and then another thing that I'm really noticing especially now because we have so many generations alive at the same time right now, yeah, that there's there's the barriers, you know, that are coming into play. And, you know, those barriers are everywhere. They're in corporate, they're in the church, they're in everywhere. They're in families, you know, all of that. But it, it takes intentional effort to be able to break down those barriers and still keep a fluid, you know, it shouldn't go in the grave with me (laughs) right so um if i pass it on you know and then you go home and you try to use the same recipe but you're not getting the same results there's a technique or something that hasn't been passed on to you yeah and that's going to require relationship and communication that's going to require you know me taking time and show you oh yeah you got the recipe but here's the technique
0: that's good (laughs) yeah that's really good What advice would you give leaders that are going through that transition right now? I
1: really, one, it takes that, the Bible says, know those who labor among you. So it requires a a level of relationship when it comes to working together to do certain things. That doesn't mean you got to be best buddies and you got to hang out and kick it all the time, but you've got to get to the place. Where you have a relationship, where you can, like the Bible says, know those who labor among you. When you know those who labor among you, then you 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 begin to realize, okay, this is what's going on. Some things are more caught than taught, you know. And yes, you want to have those times of where, as a leader, pouring into somebody who's going to be helping you with your vision, helping you with your mandate. If you're a pastor, you've got department heads that you got to pour into. Department heads have volunteers they have to pour into. Yeah. You know, it, And so it's got to be a relationship that's still going on and communicating all the way through. And at some point, everybody still has to hear from the founder or the person who's over it all at some point so that they can still feel connected. So there's got to be an, an intentional effort. You know, when you go to, you look at school districts, they have in-service trainings. They have in-services and in-service programs, hospitals, in-service trainings. You know, all these other areas um, will begin to, corporations, they have in-service trainings, you know, and things of that nature where every now and then bring everybody back to the table and let's just make sure that we're still sticking with the mission and the vision and that our implementation is is really
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that, I mean, it's so easy to do in ministry where you, you know, you have your vision, you're getting going and all those things, and then you throw in volunteers and events Uh and different things that you're doing, so it's so easy to almost kind of get distracted by the little things, and and then you kind of put the vision on back burner almost, and then Uh that's where you see a lot of problems arise, like within the staff and different things like that, and so what kind of Advice would you give, like if a pastor is listening right now and they're thinking, man, you know, I like what Shakita's saying. I think I kind of want something like that. How would they go about doing that, um, having you come and mentor their leadership? How would you do that? Well, it, you know, and,
1: and it, it doesn't even have to be me mentoring. It's just a matter of me coming in to help them. My goal is whenever I have done this with churches before is I, I find out with that pastor what that area is, what they need to develop what is the area that need you know if it's if it's needing to make sure we'll survey the people as well when we do a workshop go connect with me let me know okay i want you to bring a workshop here bring a leadership development workshop then we'll set that up for a saturday we'll we'll look at what we need to do and determine how many hours that's going to be um most of the time it's been like four hours there's been a lunch in between um and you know we've done a day one before um one that was a little longer because the pastor Shop, and then at the end he got up and did his vision casting for the year. And so that one was a little bit longer, but again, everything was, you know, we, we worked together on what that schedule would look like. And, and we set that up so we had the tools, the assessments, the um, feedback, and all of that so that the leadership team could come together, the staff, as well as those who are volunteer leaders. Anybody who has somebody under them to answer to somebody, together what what those things would be so one do they understand the vision is it clarity across the board is everybody clear and understanding what the vision and mission is of this this you know um of this ministry the other thing is what's the level of commitment that they're that they're willing to give or that they've even given a lot of times they find out the leaders are burnt out yeah and you know they're committed on paper but they're not in action
0: yeah that's so good
1: on and tailor it to your situation.
0: said so many great things in that and you know i think that people don't realize you know when you're in ministry you're dealing with people you're in the people business right you're working for Uh the lord but you know it's so easy to have misunderstandings miscommunications and people getting hurt and if we don't take care of those things then it can domino into so many other things and it's almost like the enemy lights a match walks away and then we just (laughs) feel the fire exactly and
1: and what we feel what we fail to realize is god saves us yes but he still allows us to keep our personality yeah and because of that we've got to learn how to be able to blend with others we've got to learn how matter of fact, i sing in a choir here as well and in the choir we have to learn how to blend (laughs) yeah each section has to learn how to sound like one voice that's
0: so good
1: Even though you got, I don't care how many people are in that section, when you hear the altos, it shouldn't sound like 50 different altos. That's good. We should all sound like one voice. Yes. So we have to work to blend. So if we're a stronger alto, then we have to learn how to soften our sound so that it can blend more. And if the other person is a soft alto, they have to learn how to raise theirs up a little bit more. We have to, it's an intentional effort. Yes. Yes to do that and to be, you know, that way we have harmony and we, we present something beautiful, but without it, we, Oh my God. Have you ever heard of off court play? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what, that's what it's like in the body when the leadership is off. That's right. When the leadership is off, when nobody's communicating, everybody's out for themselves, everybody's just trying to do their own thing and failing to realize that we're all a part of something bigger. And if I help you, your department, your department needs something from this department, then we work together. We're all helping make, you know, it's all making God look good. And then the world doesn't get confused when they look at us because they see what they're supposed to see. That's right. And that's all that I want, I want to, you know, do. I explain to people all the time my call is twofold. I'm basically called to people who have been wounded or hurt by church or people who have left the church and don't want to have anything to do. Church. So I often say, Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. That's what Jesus said. I'm called to the other sheep. I realize that. Those people are drawn to me. But I also recognize they're drawn to me so that I can lead them to the Lord. And then when they come to me, they need to get in a place where they can be planted and rooted and where a spiritual covering can cover them and, and feed into their lives and help get them to the next level. I'm only supposed to get them to a certain place. Now here's why I deal with leadership. So, because once these people come in, if the leadership is not right, then they're gonna be hurt and wounded and go right back out again.
0: Yeah, that's so good.
1: So my whole purpose is if we if if, if the whole head is sick, the body faint. So if we get the head right,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: then everything else can be on, on, you know on point. And one of the big one of my biggest frustrations. Is when I see leaders who need cultivating and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. There's such an arrogance and such a pride in 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 position sometimes, where because we feel like we we've, we've gotten somewhere, we don't need anything more. Yeah, and and because of that, then we don't sit, we don't submit ourselves to development. You know, further development. We don't submit ourselves to that. And, and it's, it's really sad, but it's, it's something that I often see in the body of Christ. And so, you know, even with that, with I have a mentoring program, but even to help people to understand if this is something that they can use, I can put just a few questions. Um, for somebody who's in business or an entrepreneur, this is how you know if you need this. Are you frustrated with the lack of productivity from your employees or your team? Do you feel that your team or employees could care less about the overall goal of your company and are simply there for a paycheck? Have you often hired those who interview well but perform poorly? Do your employees cost you more than they profit you? Do you have a high turnover rate? If these are areas that you see on a regular basis, then there's something that you need to have you need to learn how to fix better so that you can so that you can fix these areas. You don't want to keep dealing with those areas because if you do those areas eventually will wear you down okay. same thing when it comes to ministry leaders or department heads are you sick and tired of being sick and tired are you frustrated confused and unsure what your role is are you burnt out and ready to throw in the towel are you tired of being understood misunderstood or taken for granted are you called to leadership but have no idea what to do next and, you know and if so then Leadership development is something that you definitely need to make sure you pursue and be intentional about it. Okay, I need to get out of this burnout place. I need to figure out what, you know, I, need, I really need to understand how to find my role and fill it. And leadership development is what helps with that. And then even when it comes to pastors, do you need this in your house? Do you need leadership development with your team? Here's how a pastor will know. Is your vision experiencing delays and frustrations? Are you experiencing strongly called leaders with weak performances, (laughs) they got a call, but they not put, they not producing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Does your ministry reflect the heart of God that that, does your ministry reflect the heart that God gave you all the way through your vision? And that's something that a lot of times pastors don't realize. A pastor will have a heart for people. He'll be um, hospitable. He'll be charitable. He'll be loving. He'll have, it'll be a pastor after God's own heart. Because he hasn't developed the people and brought them close enough to get to know his heart, they get in position and they just run with titles and they're not treating people with the love and the warmth and the hospitality that the pastor has. They're just checking off tasks and duties. Mm. And so it's not reflecting the heart all the way through it that God had for it. Do your leaders have lingering disagreements that hinder the progress of your vision? They, you know, it's got to be, conf- it's got to be confronted. And yes, even in the church, conflict resolution is necessary. Absolutely. You know, because when misunderstandings come up, they're just that, but we've got to help people understand that stop looking at your sister or your brother as a problem and realize it's a growth opportunity. That's And good. How, do, how do you change that into an opportunity for growth? You sit down. The Bible said, come, let us reason together, sit down, you know, and, and begin to have those conversations and learn how to deal with offenses the right way so that so that bitterness doesn't come in and we give the enemy an open door to how to come into this church and tear it up. And another one, have you noticed your leaders being less motivated, losing passion, or appearing burnt out? If, if you're a pastor and you answered yes to any of those questions, then leadership development will be great for you. And it'll be a way to help get your people sparked. So to do that on a regular basis is what's recommended. One, so that you can keep a heartbeat of what's going on in your ministry, because the leaders are the ones who are helping handle things for you. So if they're helping handle things for you again, I go back to know those who labor among you. Set aside regular scheduled times where you meet with them. Meet with the staff and the leaders. Meet with them. You know, even the volunteers. And even if it's just pouring into them something to where they're getting that, you know, and it helps with that, that succession that they're learning the techniques, they're learning the, uh, the remedies, they're learning how you, how you implement that recipe. (laughs) Yeah. Not, you know, don't just give me a formula, show me how you do this, demonstrate it, you know, and, and that's what that development time is, is cultivating that. And we need more of that. Is I see so many times in a lot of churches. I see where people just a person will come and acknowledge a call, and a pastor will be like, "Okay, great," and they just throw them out there like somebody learned how to swim for the first time, get thrown in a pool or lake. But the Bible said, "He who ministers wait on it." So what does that mean? That means during that time I'm learning what I need to learn. Every Paul, every you know, every Timothy has a Paul.
0: Yeah.
1: Every Ruth had a has a Naomi. Yeah. You know, who is the person that we're allowing to walk us through those places and help develop us? And, and that person is not always going to be the one to say, good job, great, way to go. They're going to be the one to say, oh, wait, that could have been done better. That could have been done differently. So if we're going to walk in a position of leadership, we've got to be humble and we've got to be teachable.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we have got to realize we don't know it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love what you said too, Chiquita, about the conflict resolution because in this world that we live in, you know, we live in a easily offended world <laughs> and, um, and so we, we have to not be so easily offended and, you know, when we do have those growth opportunities, as you were saying, we need to go ahead and take those opportunities as opportunities and don't look at them yeah. as obstacles or hardships or whatever. They're opportunities. Why?
1: Yeah, they really are. And if we can really learn how to do that and just, you know, even when it comes to just learning how to communicate with somebody. Yeah. Because the way a person was raised in their household is going to determine how they hear, how they perceive things. So in one family, they, you know, something may have been said and it meant something totally different than it does in your family. So then when you say it, you don't even realize you're bringing a fence over here. because. Yeah. It means one thing to you, and it means something else to them. But until you sit down and have that conversation, neither of you realize that. And the enemy is like, yes, I got him. Division in the camp.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And the enemy loves to cause division within the body uh-huh. of Christ. And yeah. it's so sad, you see. um You know, you see different churches falling apart. You see different people going at each other that both love the Lord, and it's like, come on, guys, let's you know, let's get refocused.
1: (laughs) Right, right, and they get so caught up on the on the the misunderstanding, and are so caught up on the offense that they can't get past it. And then you know, well, you've heard the series, I'm sure, "Bait of Satan." You know, they end up taking the bait of Satan. Yeah. are you going to reproduce? Yeah, exactly. That's what gets scary is when it's it starts into you know, what are you reproducing? So you want to be able to keep those channels clear, you want to be able to keep it where it's functioning. And you have to be able to realize, like I said, as the whenever any type of transitions are taking place or as times are changing and you know, church today is so different from what it was when I first got saved, when I first came into the into Christ. You know, social media wasn't even a
0: factor. Yeah, yeah. It's so different today, if
1: you know what I mean. Yes, we still preach Christ. Don't get me wrong. We still preach Christ. We still.
0: Mm-hmm. Right
1: here. Mm-hmm. I'm engaging. I'm hitting the little hearts. I'm reacting. You know. <laughs> I'm commenting. Oh, I'm right here with you. <laughs> right. In their mind. So now we gotta we gotta go back and restore the value. Show them the value of what you're getting in person versus when you you're sitting at home watching it in the convenience of your own place where you want to get up and come where you'll want to go out of your way to bring somebody else, where you'll want to, you know, come into the assembly and, and lift up your hands in the sanctuary and experience it for yourself and not just watch it. You know, it, we've we got to go back and restore that. And it takes that continuing to, okay, What what is it that's going on? Know the times. Be able to design the times, you know, like the Bible, like the sons of Issachar, they knew the times. Yeah, You know, know what times we're in. So it takes that. It takes that continuing um, development. That's why in pretty much every profession, there's a continuing education that takes place. Why? Because they want to make sure that we stay on top of of being able to service the people that we're supposed to service. Absolutely. So something's changed this year versus last year. Know what those changes are so that you can adjust and overcome.
0: Absolutely, and you know, you said earlier that if the head's not right, then the rest of the body's not going to be right. And so, yeah, and so with that too, what would you say to the leadership? The importance of family is like their own family. Why is that important?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. That that right there is is paramount. Um, The Bible says that if an elder doesn't rule his own house well, yeah, you know. We, we, you cannot lead others and your own personal life is out of order that's right you have got to be able to demonstrate that you have got to be able to show that the Bible said that an elder is supposed to you know be given the hospitality not given to much wine you know he, he ain't supposed to be a drunk lush <laughs> right you know he's supposed to have order he's supposed to have you know hospitality all of that and be able to rule his own house well it don't mean that he's a, a, a ruler with an iron fist it means that his family is, you know, thriving, right? Not dying out, not frustrated, not angry, not, you know, uh, resenting, um, all of those things because of that. So when, and the only way your family is going to thrive is you got to be able to teach them the balance of all of what I'm teaching you in church, all of what we're learning in church is something that's supposed to be applied to our lives when we get outside of the church. That's right. It's not a place to just, okay, we're going we're gonna to stop what we're doing, and here's religion. We're going to stop what we're doing, stop our, our, our regular routine, you know, stop this. We're going to interrupt this program to go sit in a church house, lift up our hands, um, you know, sing the songs, and we're not going to apply none of this stuff. And we're going to walk right back out and just keep messing up. Right. <laughs> that's not what's supposed to happen. Right. What's supposed to happen is we're going to go and get fuel for what we need to deal with what we're doing so that we can do it better and even more excellent and as unto God and succeed and thrive and apply those principles. And so when we demonstrate that with our families by okay, we're going this is a time that you know, I taught my children when we went to when we went to church my children didn't hate going to church because I didn't make it a burden for them. I made it a privilege. Yeah. It was a privilege. You know, God has been so good to us that today we get to go. We get to go worship today. Today we get, we get to go, you know, we get to give God an offering. We get to give God praise. We, we get the privilege to do this. There are places where they can't do it unless, you know, without being killed, but we're in a country where we can actually do this freely. That's good. And then God doesn't have to receive our praise. So we want to give him something so that he's like, oh, yeah, oh, I want that. I want that. You know, I told him, hey, Cain and Abel, God don't have to receive your sacrifice. Yeah. So you give it to him knowing that, hey, I want to give you the best. I want to give you the best praise. I want to give you my best worship. I want to give you my best offering. I'm not giving you something begrudging. What do I mean by that? I'm not giving it to you and be like, oh man, I gotta give a lot my tithes. I don't give tithes. I don't, I don't, um, I don't pay tithes. That's what I was gonna say. I don't pay tithes. I give tithes. You know, people say all the time, um, you know, I, you know, pay your tithes. Well, when you look at stuff, you gotta pay. You begrudge paying bills.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a
1: burden. You know, when you're paying something, oh, I gotta pay for that. Oh, I gotta do when you're giving that is freely given, you know, so it's one of those things that I get the privilege. God trusts me enough that he blessed me so to see what I'll be able to, will I put him first? Yes, Lord, here you go. And because I'm putting you first, he's going to bless. And and that's wonderful. Yeah. But I taught them that it's a privilege to do these things. So when you get in there, and, and you have that privilege, then you worship him with that reverence, with that privilege of realizing that, hey, he allowed you in here and you didn't have to, exactly. you know, and, and it becomes a thing that it, it worship becomes real to them. It became real to them as children. It became real to them, you know, in that even in their youth of realizing that we're in the house of God. We, we we carry this house differently, you know. We we honor it differently. We reverence this place.
0: Yes, that's so good. And, you know, when you're when you are in ministry, your whole family's in ministry. And so, yes. you know, you have to keep in mind that, you know, there's yes, there's a lot of work to do. But we can't do it half-heartedly. We have to work unto the Lord. And, you know, when our families make sacrifices and different things like that, we have to keep in mind and protect, you know, our first ministry, which is our home and make sure that's right. in order so that we're productive and we're able to do what God's called us to do outside of our home too so Chiquita I just appreciate everything that you're about I appreciate your ministry and just the wisdom that you share with so many different people and uh, I just love you and how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to participate in your um, discipleship for leadership and all those things um, actually
1: if, if they they can either shoot me an email um, to Dr. C and that's D-R-C um, Dr. C at God's Girl ministries.org and girl is singular is not God's girls It's God's girl ministries.org. So God's girl is me ministries or services. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's Dr. C at God's girl ministries.org or they can even um, call 904-717-5335.
0: Awesome. Well,
1: Chakia, you're and, amazing. Thank you. And, 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 and I do have, um, the, the, Mentoring Academy that you were about to mention earlier. The uh, Mentoring Academy is, is is a membership program, um, and that's one where leaders who are entrepreneurs or in ministry or even aspiring leaders, you know, you've been called but you don't know how to, you know, tap into that and really access that, and you want to learn how to become one um, in in the body of Christ. There's a membership program that uh, people can join, and that's that.
0: Um, And then if they want to have you come, Nikita's hilarious. If you ever want stand-up comedy, uh, Christian comedy at your church or your event, how can people book you for that?
1: They can do that at my website, godsgirlministries.org. There's a place on there where they can can do the booking or even the same email as well, and, and we can send out the information for that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chiquita, and I know this will not be the last time you're on the show, because I've had you on here before, and I'll have you on here again. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much.
1: Awesome. It was great being on here. Thank you.
0: Thank you.